Pray Love with Taslima Ali. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh and welcome back to Voice of the Cape 91.3 FM. If you've just joined us, we are now going to be taking a look at a very special event which is the launch of the Center for Nonviolence and Peace Studies, um, which is the Peace Symposium Nonviolence, a foundational Islamic principle with Sheikh Mohammed bin Yahya Al Ninawi, who is from the USA Syria, and Molina Ihsan Hendricks as well as Ibrahim Brasul. But joining us in studio now is Hafiz Mahmoud Hatib, trustee of the Medina Institute South Africa. Salaamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh Hafiz Mahmoud. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh Sister Taslima and all the wonderful listeners of Voice of the Cape On this beautiful afternoon we pray Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala keeps everyone in the beautiful state of Islam, Iman and Ihsan inshaAllah Inshallah. Well, Hafiz Mahmoud, of course, everybody knows Medina Institute uh, by now, but you want to just give us a brief insight into the actual institute and its relation to this auspicious event. Alhamdulillah, The name Medina itself speaks volumes. And you know, I remember I was traveling in the beautiful city of Medina Tul Munawara. And uh, what came in my mind is that this city used to be known as Yathrib before. A wretched place. And how it was transformed into the city of illumination. People used to go to Yathrib before and they used to immediately for seven days get fever. So it was a very difficult place. But with the coming of Sayyidina Rasulullah it became a place of Noor. In fact it became a place of healing, of Shifa for the Ummah. So, uh, you know, and as I was driving on the streets of Medina, this beautiful billboard caught my attention when it quoted the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam when it says, Qala Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wal madinatu khayrul lahum law kanu ya'lamun or kama qal, saddaqti ya Rasulullah kareem and this billboard it just caught my attention because it reminds us of that hadith and Medina is good for you if only they knew and it's good for them if only they knew. And, and that's how we've, we find ourselves uh, with the Medina Institute. In fact, the word institute, if I could take it out of the equation, we would do so. Because it's just Medina. And Alhamdulillah, we are very fortunate that uh, the Medina Institute has been established a good few years ago in Cape Town. Uh, although it's been in the United States for over 25 years, in the UK, in Malaysia, in Canada, where they have a very large seminary as well. Um, so, under Mona Ibrahim Hussein, uh, it's, it's really become a home to many of the Cape Townians. Because many of our children and uh, our, our young people have uh, graduated from the Medina Institute with its first batch of graduates in 2014. And then 2015, alhamdulillah, we have our third set this year, inshallah. And, uh, and you know, Madira Institute has been very strong on the Usuli side of the deen, by with its foundational scholarship in the sciences of the deen, in, uh, you know, uh, the cause in Usul al-Deen where they teach not only ulum al-Qur'an, ulum al-Hadith, but they also teach fiqh and usul al-fiqh. And they also teach the students aqidah and imaniyat. 
as well as Tazkiyah and Ihsan on a very strong foundation, Arabic foundation, and uh, try to create a very balanced student uh, that becomes ambassadors of Wasatiyah, that means the moderate way uh, of Ahlu Sunnah wa Jama'ah, and, uh, and also uh, students that are thinkers. That's what Medina prides itself, that the knowledge and the ulum should bring about uh, uh, young dynamic individuals that are thinkers and that can look at society, uh, identify the, 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 the highlights and the high points of society and also look at the challenges and the low points and see how we can make a positive contribution and provide growth, hope and opportunity for everyone. And that's why when we look at a Medina student, we also see if they have the three A's, the attitude, aptitude and the altitude. For them to become Muhammadan uh, ambassadors sallallahu alayhi wasallam and not just scholars but Rabbani scholars you know uh, scholars who are always conscious of uh, of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and always look at the uh, rifq the compassion that is needed in society so so within that backdrop uh, Medina Institute established in South Africa uh, traditional knowledge in a modern academic environment so we kind of uh, bridge the divide between uh, two worlds, if you may call it. Uh, and at the same token, we look at what is needed in our society and to provide through uh, uh, authentic knowledge, uh, the Quran and the authentic Hadith, uh, which is prioritized. The Medina way is to prioritize mm -hmm. the Quran and the authentic Sunnah over everything else. Yes, we can talk about other things, but after we have established the framework of the Qur'an, the Nas of the Qur'an, and the prioritization of the Sahih of the Hadith. And once we have established that on the basis of the solid foundation in Ulum, we uh, endeavor to provide solutions. We are solution-driven and a solution-based movement. Uh, we look at the challenges and we, I always say, if you don't provide a solution, you're part of the problem. Uh, we need to provide solutions and we also need to guide ourselves and guide others towards Sayyidina Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi who takes us to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So that's, that's the formula of Medina and, and, and we've also then identified that there's lots of confusion. The waters have become very murky and even people who come from, from educated families are now starting to doubt fundamental concepts that they grew up with. Uh, just to give you an idea, I mean, before, when I made my hijrah from Durban to Cape Town about 24 years ago, uh, what I really appreciated and enjoyed about the Cape Town landscape is the ability to ag agree to disagree mm -hmm. and the ability to have uh, ikhtilaf, that means they have different points of view, but they have the adabul ikhtilaf, the ability, uh, the ethics, uh, and the respect and the mannerism of how to disagree with each other and without allowing that ikhtilaf, those differences to spiral into khilaf that means where it becomes a, a, you know a shiqaq between the parties it becomes a, a, a real problem and, and the, ikhtilaf, uh, the khilaf will then allow people to behave badly because it becomes them and us and that's why, uh, you know, we identified uh, and appreciated that environment. We enjoyed it, but we seem to see 
that the winds of change are making the, uh, some quarters of Cape Town to go in that direction of extremism. So uh, Medina Institute, uh, we want to try and make the murky waters clear again and try to assist with the filtration process so that what makes the Cape Town, if I may call it, brand of practicing Islam, which is so appealing to everyone around the world, uh, we want to uh, reintroduce um, uh, it, for want of a better word, to the community so that they can uh, practice Islam in the way that it was done by our illustrious forefathers as well. On that beautiful note, we need to take an ad break and inshallah we'll be back soon. This week at Balmoral Supermarket, we are getting back to basics. Our vegetable combo consists of 7kg bag of first grade potatoes, 3kg bag butternut, 2kg bag of onions, 1kg carrots, 3kg box of tomatoes, 1 head cauliflower and 1 head cabbage, all for only 99 rand. And there's more, Rikafi, 750g tin, only 79 rand 99, 450g wheat big cereal, 20 rand 99. 2.5 kilogram snowflake cake flour, 24 and 99, and 1 kilogram sunlight washing powder, only 24 and 99. WhatsApp us on 063-482-7183 for these and more specials. Bell Model 189 Victoria Road, Woodstock. Call us on 021-447-3732. When you picture your future, what do you see? Are you standing at the foot of an iconic structure that you're building from the ground up? Are you an entrepreneur chasing your dreams to every corner of the globe? Or are you a teacher molding the minds of the next generation every single day? Join us at the False Bay TVET College Open Day on the 26th and 27th of August to see your future in 3D. You can book assessments, try out career skills, take part in workshops and so much more. Visit falsebaycollege.coza for more info. False Bay College, my dream, my college. My radio station, your radio station, our radio station, 91.3 FM and 95.8 FM stereo. Eat, pray, love with Taslima Ali. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh and welcome back to Voice of the Cape 91.3 FM. If you've just tuned in, it's Eat, Play, Love and just before the break, we've been chatting to Hafiz Mahmoud Hatib of the Medina Institute South Africa who's actually been giving us a window of insight into the Medina Institute. Hafiz Mahmoud, so the excitement at the moment though is that you have quite an, an interesting event that is happening this week. You want to tell us about that? Yes, so we are very fortunate uh, that Medina Institute has established the Medina Center for Nonviolence and Peace Studies, right, which is an integral part of the Medina Institute. And, uh, and, and we know that the Medina Institute provides an opportunity for Muslims from all backgrounds to engage in a traditional Islamic environment of teaching, an environment of tolerance. 
And, uh, and, and the primary goal of this establishment of a Center for Nonviolence and Peace Studies is to continue the Medinan School of Nonviolence and Peace as laid down in the prophetic example and to challenge global extremism in both its violent and nonviolent forms. And that's the whole objective of the establishment. We see the need of the community. The community needs direction. Is extremism and violence part of our deen? And how do we deal with some of the happenings around the world? And that's why the Medina Center of Nonviolence and Peace Studies wants to try and, and clear up the murky waters and let people know that, um, that the concept of nonviolence can be traced back to the very first human beings on earth. As much that there was Cain, who was the transgressor, there was also Abel, who refused to retaliate against Cain. And he's insistent that those who fear Allah would never allow envy to cause them to harm another human being. Now that's a very, very important fundamental principle that we have forgotten. And that's why this, this peace symposium that we're having, the, the, um, the heading of that peace symposium is non-violence, a foundational Islamic principle. And why have we chosen this topic? Apart from the fact that Sheikh Nanawi has written a book on this important topic, but many today believe because of the happenings in other parts of the world and the establishment of so-called Islamic states and these type of things, they believe that violence is a foundational Islamic principle and we must use violence uh, to achieve our, our ends and objectives. So, and we also, one of the things we've looked at when we did our research, that throughout human history, uh, whether it was the Anbiya, the Prophets, or the Awliya, the Saints, or the Reformers, or the Activists, they have continued the part of non-violence. We see non-violence in the conduct, conduct of Isa ibn Maryam, of Isa salam, Jesus salam. We see uh, non-violence in the conduct of Sayyidina Rasulullah salam. The 13 years of Makkah is very easily forgotten. Many people do not look at how those 13 years of Makkah shaped Muslim psyche and thought throughout generations. If we look at Hussein bin Ali, the martyr of Karbala, the leader, I mean his entire movement was a movement of non-violence. And that's why he found himself uh, you know, trapped in Karbala, because they embarked on the process of non-violence, of non-engagement. Imam Abu Hanifa, Imam Shafi'i, these were all non-violent people. And they showed us the way through their teachings. It's just that we have just allowed people to hijack our deen. Mm. And because they have a louder voice and because they have resources, they are letting the world believe that their so-called brand of Islam is Islam. It can never be. We know what Islam is. And we are saying to everyone through the Center of Nonviolence and Peace Studies, that not definitely, not in our name, but most definitely, most certainly not in the name of Sayyidina Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So uh, if you want to, to present your concept of Islam that includes violence, we are here to say on Wednesday evening at the uh, conference and convention center in Century City that that is definitely not part of our deen. It may be another deen or another uh, uh, religion that you follow, but it's definitely not in the name of Islam. And inshallah we are hoping that through an academic discourse, because you know, I don't have to tell you, Sister Tastima, mm. that violence is the language of the inarticulate. 
when the ilm stops short and a person cannot uh, articulate themselves anymore then they embark on a violent uh, mission and a violent plan of action when a person can articulate themselves effectively and they can speak with authority and they have the ulum and the knowledge at their disposal they do not need to resort to weapons because the pen is definitely mightier than the sword so that's what we are trying to to you know uh, let people kullu shay'in yarju ila aslihi everything goes back to their roots the people of cape town has always been peace loving people not only amongst themselves they have coexisted with other creations of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who may follow a different faith system for the time being i always say that others who believe in other faith systems they do it for the time being and the reason why i say temporarily they do it is because if we have a good mission of action in terms of our da'wah their belief in their faith systems will be short lived and they will all come back to the fitra of islam it all depends on how we behave and cape townians have always been noted for beautiful behavior for being amongst the best hosts for being peace loving people and understanding adabul ikhtilaf and we just want people to go back to the original roots and to so that we can reestablish uh, the cape townian way of islam that has been practiced there's been 300 years of investment by sheikh yusuf of makassar mm. and the mashayikh 300 years of investment in this beautiful brand of islam this beautiful original brand of islam that means love towards all and malice towards none we can't allow this investment to be destroyed overnight by foreign ideologies which we have nothing to do with all capetonians irrespective of what your belief systems are or what school of thought you are we have one common thread we love our deen we love our city and we love this ability to coexist despite few small differences that we may have we love each other and i was just mentioning the other night at the launch uh, with sheikh ibrahim gabriels and we were having a good discussion and he said there's something that he wanted to raise with me that was mentioned which he feels is critical if we have a problem with each other we have a difference or we have an ikhtilaf or we have something that we disagree upon let's go into a room lock the door we trash it out no problem because that's the dynamism of islam <laughs> no two fingers are the same we trash it out we fix up we uh, assist each other to find a common ground right and we present our respective points of view in a respectable manner and we come out of the room and we are one simonie we are one so we don't have to become two and three and ten we can be one ummah and we can be members of one ummah even if we disagree the beauty part is we agree on most items so inshallah we pray that on wednesday night we will set the record straight and uh, let the ummah know that the quran needs to be interpreted uh, in its correct manner by scholars who are well equipped to interpret it and if you interpret whichever way you want to islam leads you towards love and muhabbat this deen is about love no love no deen inshallah allah accept on that note of one umma let's go in for an ad break and inshallah we'll be, we will be back soon eat pray love with taslima ali 
Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh and welcome back to Voice of the Cape 91.3 FM and we are speaking peace and non-violence on Eid Play Love this Saturday. Joining me in studio of course is Hafiz Mahmoud Hatib and before the break he's been telling us about the launch of the Centre for Non-Violence and Peace Studies. So Hafiz Mahmoud, the actual event though, is this a public event? Yes, most certainly this is a public event. It's open to everyone. To our mothers, to our fathers, to our children, to our brothers, to our sisters, to the youth. The entire family is invited. And you know what's nice about it? Is that we are taking this event now to, a, to the brand new convention center. We want also mainstream South African society to know that we as the Muslim community of Cape Town and South Africa, we are serious about this matter. We are not saying and talking about peace in public and then privately we're talking about uh, terrorist activities and how we want to kill others that may be different to us. We want them to know that uh, as a, a South African community, we believe in the principle Adinu Nasiha that this deen is transparency and that we are going to take this point of view that we have that non-violence is a foundational Islamic principle we are going to take this view into mainstream South African society with the media being present we're inviting Muslims and non-Muslims to come and join us at the symposium and we're going to share with them what we truly believe in that Islam came and the Rasul came with this message of Islam to give life to people, not to take life away from people. And we have come to give hope, growth and opportunity for everyone. And the same one, the same creator who created the Muslims is the same creator who created all the sects, the different sects among Muslims, and he's also created the non-Muslims. If you love Allah, you have to love the creation of Allah, whether it's human or non-human as well. But whether it's Muslim or non-Muslim, whether it's a believer or one who has not believed yet. So, so you know, there was a beautiful incident about Osama radiallahu anhu and the, and, the, and, and the incident in the battlefield and a person who he had the sword on his neck and the man at that moment decided to read the kalima and the shahada. But, but the Sahabi, honorable Sahabi did not stop and he still killed him. And that angered the Prophet when he said that it was out of fear that he said it. He said, Ya Osama, did you open up his heart? Did you open up his heart and see? So these are some of the things we need to share with our people. And everything is not the way it seems. And sometimes people are drawn into an illusion. When the reality and the haqiqah is different. I mean, we just last Friday, uh, we were looking at this article that came out in the August about these three girls in, in, in uh, early last year, in 2015, from Bethnal Green. And they went uh, 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 to become Islamic State jihadi brides. They went to get married and they stayed in that. And one of those girls, uh, she got killed now. Uh, her name was Khadiza Sultana and uh, she, she fled during a half-term break and she has died uh, when, when her home that she was living in Syria received a direct hit from a bomb and the 17-year-old is thought to be the first British female member of, I, uh, of ISIS to die since the start of the so-called Khalifat and, and these, she's dead and those two girls that went with her, uh, they are trying to get back. Shamima Begum and Amira Abbasi, they're trying to leave but they can't. 
So many people caught in this illusion and this fantasy of we have come back to the glory days of the Khulafa Rashidun and we will be in an Islamic uh, Khalifat and they go there and they find it's the complete opposite and even now that they, it's too late the grass is not greener on the other side in fact there's no grass on the other side so this is the reality and and that's why we are having it at, 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 at the convention center in Century City it's a brand new complex and uh, it will take place on Wednesday at 7.30 p.m. sharp. People are, uh, uh, seating is unreserved. So, you know, the earlier you come, uh, the better for you. And, uh, and So this is an invitation for men and women? Men and women, young and old. Okay. To come and be part of this. Let the mainstream South African society see that the whole community of Cape Town is coming in their droves. Because so this is not Muslims only? Yes. Either. We want to tell them that, we, we want to tell our local Cape Townians that you are safe with us as we are safe with you we want to let you know you are safe with us we have no big plans or schemes to destroy anyone mm -hmm. not only human beings also to destroy animals we have no such plans we have plans to coexist and to give life to people through our deen of Islam and not to take life away from people so so that's the whole idea we're taking it to mainstream society so if anyone decides to do any funny business under mm -hmm. the name of Islam our mainstream South African society has been informed and we've put it on the table that not in our name and definitely not in the name of Sayyidina Rasulullah So if anybody does anything or tries to do any acts of terror, South African society, Muslim and non-Muslim will know that this has nothing to do with Islam and it has nothing to do with the South African Muslim community. So we place it on record up front. Right? And we also let the people know that they have nothing to fear as long as Islam is here. Hafiz Mahmoud, I'm seeing non-violence and peace. Now automatically I think when we look at that and we think of the world that is at war, but non-violence and peace could mean so many other things as well. Yes, I mean absolutely. I mean if we look at families, if you said earlier on within the Muslim community itself, I mean if we look at the situation with the young girls that you've mentioned in with ISIS, but I mean non-violence and peace within the homes as well. And when I look at the speakers that you have there, I mean these are, are, are people that work within the community. You have Molina Ehsan Hendricks, we have um, Sidi Ibrahim Rasul that's also visiting Cape Town at the moment and then you've got Sheikh Mohammed bin Yahya Al Ninui. What could people be expecting on the day? Well you see the important thing of that evening is that we want to keep it as a very relaxed evening although it's a heavy duty topic. We want to know that as Cape Townians we have a very uh, relaxed way and a comfortable way of practicing our deen. Right. That's the first point. The second point is uh, during that evening we are hoping to be able to give the speakers to be able to touch on the topic and different aspects of it. But what's going to be the main feature of that program for that evening is an open Q&A. So despite them being able to speak about the different topics, I mean we know that Sheikh Nanawi has authored many important books and amongst those books is Nonviolence, a fundamental Islamic principle. He's also authored another book called Sufism, Salafism and the Phenomenon of Al-Qaeda and ISIS. Then he's got another book called Unconditional Compassion and Love, The Core of Faith. And then he's done another manual 
on post-terrorism stress disorder affecting Muslim minorities in the West, implications, diagnosis and coping, a manual by Dr. Sheikh Mohammed bin Yahya Ninawi. Because we know a lot of Muslims, whenever there's a terror event take, that takes place, then immediately thereafter there's a backlash on the Muslim community. And then we have to start justifying ourselves all over again as to what Islam truly believes in. And not only that, our children then go to school and then they are bullied by people of other faiths or other systems who believe that these are children of terrorists, right? And I mean, we've got a live example of a child from Queenstown, right? And uh, the child's name ended with Al-Islam and he was being bullied. And, 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 and to the point that he started defending himself uh, in such a way that led to his expulsion from the school. So these are some of the real problems on the ground. And that's why we're hoping on, 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 on Wednesday evening to be able to speak to the audience about our mission and to draw a distinctive separation between Islam as a religion and violence that is portrayed in its name, whether old or new. And one of the important things we want to share with the, with the congregation and the audience on that night is that violence violates the very core principles of Islam. This is what we want, them, uh, we want to share with them on that evening. And Islam teaches us first and foremost that all of our fellow human beings, irrespective of religious, racial, ethnic, gender or other differences, have an inherent and immeasurable worth and dignity. For each human life it's considered sacred. أَنَّهُ مَنْ قَتَلَ نَفْسًا بِغَيْرِ نَفْسٍ أَوْ فَسَادٍ فِي الْأَوْدِ فَكَأَنَّمَا قَتَلَ النَّاسَ جَمِيعًا soul, the soul that makes us worthy. It's not our body that makes us worthy only. The soul which keeps us alive. Right? Every soul has, has a value. And our radical equality before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala leads us to think no less of another human being for being different. So these are some of the things we want to share on that night in addition to the Q&A that is proposed. And we are hoping to be able, I mean, we're hoping inshallah that uh, uh, Sheikh Ustad Hakim of Syria uh, will also share with us what life was like in Syria before they got hoodwinked into the so-called revolution that has resulted in the entire destruction of the country. Uh, and, and the loss of thousands and thousands of lives, lives which can be nothing short of a genocide. And, and, and the misreading of the situation by all of us because what we didn't realize is that the army of the government and the free army people on both sides are related so you had uncles killing nephews and cousins killing cousins and brothers fighting each other which has resulted in the complete breakdown of family relationships it will take hundreds of years to, to, for these wounds to be healed and it's taken Syria back to the dark ages so these are some of the things that we want to share with the community that no matter how rosy it sounds or how good it looks on the internet or on the website there is no grass on the other side leave alone the grass being green on the other side we have one of the best inshallah inshallah the best manifestations and practical examples of practicing our faith in the beautiful city of cape town where people from all over the world are envious of us of our beautiful halaqats of dhikr, our khadats, our beautiful uh, family relationships. And, and we want to choose another system that is strained and are at odds with the very core of Islam. It's not, it's not uh, a viable alternative. 
because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave us something. And what's the problem sometimes, Sister Taslima, is that when you have something good for too long, you don't appreciate it. It's only when you lose it. I always say many times, if you want to become alim, travel the alam. You want to become one that knows, go travel the whole world. Then you will realize Tell many of the people who have left South Africa and, and, and emigrated to other parts of the world, give them a phone call and ask them, do you miss South Africa? I've got an aunt that stays very near Bethnal Green where these girls went and, and, and joined ISIS. And I've got two young cousins, females, that are there. So this is clo more closer to home than... And every time when I speak to her, she tells me how I miss South Africa. So what we're saying, inshallah, what makes South Africa special is not just the beautiful scenery. What makes Cape Town even extra special on the mothers is not only Table Mountain and the beautiful scenery. It's the beautiful way in which we practice our deen. And we have to really thank our mashayikh for holding fast to these principles and guiding our people in the correct way. And we hope, inshallah, that uh, collectively between the mashayikh, the business people, and... Uh, the uh, people of our society we can hold on fast to the rope of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the special rope that he has extended to the people of Cape Town and always remain united and not be divided inshallah inshallah in terms of the actual program Hafiz Mahmoud yeah. what, what could we be expecting to the night? so inshallah we are hoping that people will come by 7 p.m. Right? And those who have not registered uh, on the uh, online, on the website events.medinainstitute.org.za, we are asking everyone to please register as soon as you can, uh, just so that you can reserve your seat. But if you've not had the opportunity to register, then you can come and register on that night right, and attend the symposium. We would rather you, even if you have not registered, but please do come. So you can register that night. We come into the, the, the venue. Uh, there is ample parking attached to the convention center. So this is a new venue. It's, a it's part of the actual convention center yeah. of Cape Town, but it's in Century City. It is a convention center. On its own. On its own. Okay. And it is in competition with the convention center okay. in Cape Town. Okay. So it's a new international convention center sure. um, uh, in Century City. And so do you just want to place us so that we uh, know exactly where So if you is. come into Century City on Sable Road. Yes. And then you see on your left this beautiful BMW dealership. You turn right and you see on your left the Virgin Active. And then behind the Virgin Active if you you need to turn left and on your right hand side is the convention center you will see century city hotel and opposite that is the century city convention center and behind the center attached to it is a big parkade of about six stories of parking so you can park there and then from the parkade you walk into the convention center i'm sure lots of people are actually asking is there a fee for this event yeah so the event is absolutely majanan it is free and it gives it goes completely against the myth nothing for mahala it is for free <laughs> so everyone all we want people to come there and participate and read as much salawat ala sayyidina rasulullah on their way and that is your entrance fee to send salutations sayyidina rasulullah sallallahu and then we will register for those who have not registered and will be ushered into the venue and we want to start sharp from about 7:15 onwards we are going to get ruhul madina
who will be reciting some inshad for us and at 7.30 sharp we will be starting our program with a beautiful qira by the young Abdurrahman Hakim this young boy from Aleppo from Syria and there will be a short translation by one of our students of Medina Institute from Nigeria sister Hindu Osman and uh, thereafter we will be having uh, a short welcome uh, our master of ceremonies inshallah will be brother Farid Sayed from the Muslim views and then we will be having a small introduction to the center Medina Center for Nonviolence and Peace Studies and then we will be going straight into uh, the uh, the um, uh, deliberations by uh, Ibrahim Rasul followed by uh, Mona Hassan Hendricks and Sheikh Nanawi and thereafter we will open the floor to uh, question and answers. We are hoping to have some concluding remarks by Sheikh Ibrahim Gabriels as well and uh, inshallah if any of the other mashayikh are there we will ask them to give some concluding remarks and then we will close the evening and we'll ask Ruhul Medina to end the evening for those who want to stay a bit longer and they can listen to some beautiful qasaid by the Syrian maestro Ustad Muhammad Hakim so that's essentially the program we want to keep it uh, efficient and we want to keep it effective and we want to drive home uh, this beautiful theme of non-violence and we want people to also understand what does the Quran and the authentic of the Sunnah says about how we must deal with these current challenges that we are faced with inshallah so we have amongst the uh, you know the, the the authorities in this field who have traveled around the world all three speakers have traveled extensively so they're not just speaking from a local South African context mm -hmm. they can give us a global view of what's been happening around the world and how certain things have worked and how certain things have backfired and how certain approaches have been valuable and how certain approaches we could have done differently so it's going to be inshallah a very interactive I'm looking forward to the Q&A no questions off the table right so you can ask whatever questions you want to there's only one requirement you do it with respect and with adab and inshallah i don't even need to to say those words people know exactly especially cape tonians they know how to behave in public and private inshallah inshallah this of course is the launch of the center for Nonviolence and peace studies in conjunction with the university of pretoria and hosted by the medina institute south africa happening wednesday the 24th of august 2016 at 7 30 p.m at the century city convention center we're going to take a quick ad break and inshallah when we come back i think we get to ask hafiz mahmoud what happens after the launch Pray Love with Taslima Ali. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome back to Voice of the Cape 91.3 FM. If you've just joined us, it's an exciting week in Cape Town, especially this Wednesday, the 24th of August 2016. It's the launch of the Center for Nonviolence and Peace Studies. It's at the Peace Symposium Nonviolence, a foundational Islamic principle hosted by the Medina Institute South Africa. And in studio, we have still with us Hafiz Mahmoud Hatib. Hafiz Mahmoud, in terms of the, the actual symposium, um, the event is set for Wednesday, but I think the hardest work is once this event is, is over. 
So alhamdulillah wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulillah wa ala alihi wa sahabihi wa barakatuh salim. So what's important as you rightfully said, you know, you have the symposium then what happens now, uh, thereafter. And I think the important thing we want to let the, uh, the, the community know that this is not a once-off event. That's why we have established the Center uh, for Nonviolence and Peace Studies. It will be based at the seventh floor of the Icon Building in the heart of the financial district of Cape Town. Um, and, and, and in this uh, a Center uh, of Nonviolence and Peace Studies, students will be able uh, to take up a cause to assist them uh, with, with how to deal with nonviolence. They will be able to register for the cause on Wednesday night. Right, and, uh, and 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 part of the uh, peace training course objectives are the following: to develop a profound knowledge and understanding of the history and theory of nonviolence. There's an important components which people would need to to study and learn. I mean, you you learn about modern schools of nonviolence, right? Like Mahatma Gandhi, leading to the independence of India, and Gandhi himself credits. Guess who he credits for his nonviolence? Who he learned nonviolence from? Is Al Hussein bin Ali, radiallahu anhu, right? So, so that he said, I learned from Hussein how to be wronged and be a winner. That is what Gandhi says. I learned from Hussein how to attain victory while being oppressed. And then we, they will also deal with other schools of nonviolence, like Ma, Dr. Martin Luther King, and also Badshah Khan, also known as the Muslim Gandhi, who waged a nonviolent war, established the first army of peace, and left behind a school and methodology of nonviolence and peace. His methodology of nonviolence was influenced considerably, once again, by Al Hussein bin Ali. Uh, we will teach through this course practically how to apply nonviolence in all aspects of daily life, how to harness essential nonviolence skills such as, such as strategy, communication, analytical thinking, negotiation and conflict resolution. This course will teach people how to connect with and take non-violent action into your respective community and discover specific ways you can positively contribute in spreading peace, unconditional compassion and love in the world. And also to identify extremism, both violent and non-violent, and identify effective ways to intellectually challenge it and also to develop spiritually and how to be tolerant. So this course has various subjects amongst them introduction to nonviolence and conflict resolution violence the next the nv 102 is violence its philosophy causes and short and long long term effects uh, the next cause is islamic principles of nonviolence the next cause is prophetic biography in relation to nonviolence then effects of nonviolence violence and terrorism on muslims and violent and nonviolent religious extremism and what's also very very important is how uh, to teach people how to deal with the post terrorism stress Disorder. So this is uh, some of the cutting-edge components in relation to this particular field and we are hoping inshallah for people to uh, register for the cause and so that that can be uh, you know can be uh, something that they can uh, attain a diploma in and also a degree in uh, going forward inshallah. Sorry to disturb you Hafiz Mahmoud. The last one that you said post-stress, what yeah, is it, that? It's called post-stress terrorism disorder and let me just explain that to you quickly it's a disorder that develops in many Muslim adults and children who have experienced bullying verbal or emotional and or physical abuse due to Islamophobia following a shocking scary or dangerous event carried out by extremists claiming and or accused of being associated with Islam Muslims living in the West suffer tremendously after violent acts carried out by terrorists 
claiming and or accused of Islamic religious motivation. Such suffering is not limited to adults experiencing harassment uh, at their workplace or in public spaces, but innocent children are also suffering at school and in public places due to the scarring of their psyche, which stems from the effects of post-terrorism stress disorder, a direct consequence of Islamophobia. I learned something very uh, strange. I had a group of Nigerian academics coming to visit us at the Medina Institute and you know what they said? They, you know, because they got to see that, that we are involved in various fields of life and, 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 they, and they said something very strange. They said, you won't believe it, Brother Mahmoud, that the Muslim businessmen in Nigeria, they don't want to be known in, in, during their business meetings and in public, they don't want people to know that they are Muslim. So even if you say, Assalamu Alaikum, they don't want to say Salam back because that society looks downward on, the, on, on, on Muslims, in, 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 especially in the business environment, because of the activities of Boko Haram and, and few other organizations that are causing terror and havoc in the name of Islam in that part of the world. It's making Muslims uh, to be shy in the workplace. And that, before that becomes a problem, I mean, you know, one of the hallmarks of Cape Town is that Muslims, in whichever environment, even if they're not practicing Muslims every day and, 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 and uh, staunch on their ritual ibadah, but in their workplace, they make it very clear to their colleagues and they are not shy about their identity with their salam and their hijab and insistence on eating halal food and, and, and talking about their, their Muslim daily rituals and their lives. This is a, a landmark and, and it's part of the identity of, of, of Cape Town Muslims. And if we don't sort some of these problems out, then we are going to be in a similar position where people and our children are going to be shy uh, and they will start hiding the Muslim identity and even worse, they will start changing their names so that it sounds more non-Muslim than Muslim. So uh, we have to let people and, 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 and rectify the misconceptions and let people be proud of their deen. Let them, uh, you know, hold the flag of Islam high in whichever environment they find themselves in. And, that's, and we're not pretending because this is the reality of our deen. It is a deen that allows coexistence and it promotes tolerance and it teaches people how to afdalul iman, the best form of the iman, and to nasi ma to hibbuli nafsik, to be, uh, you know, to love for mankind what you love for yourself. So inshallah, we hope Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes this event successful and, and we're hoping that everyone will come in their droves, all their family members. Century City Conference and Convention Center is the place to be on Wednesday, the 24th of August 2016, from 7 p.m. onwards, as they say, Sister Taslima, be there or be square. <laughs> Indeed. We're going to take a quick ad break and inshallah when we get back you're going to get all of that information on how to get to this wonderful launch of the Center for Nonviolence and Peace Studies, also where you could register and um, lots, lots more inshallah. Eat, pray, love with Taslima Ali.
Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh and welcome back to Eat, Play, Love. Just our last few minutes, the show just goes so quick. But we've been chatting to Hafiz Mahmoud Hatib, who's been in, or rather extending the invitation to the launch of the Center for Nonviolence and Peace Studies happening this Wednesday, the 24th of August. 7.30 p.m. at Century City Convention Center. So Hafiz Mahmoud, we've spoken about um, uh, with your program, who's going to be there, um, ample parking, as you said, free admission, unreserved seating. What else? So importantly, everyone knows Mona Hassan Hendricks, yes, the ex-president of the MJC and his contributions to society. So he will be there, one of the main speakers. We all know Ibrahim Rasul. Right, as the Premier of the Western Cape and his involvement in the struggle and also as an ambassador, South African ambassador to the United States. So he's also, through his travels, have been able to engage and interact in really the melting pot uh, of the capital of where many decisions take place throughout the world and so he's, you know, his contribution is going to be invaluable. And then Sheikh Nanawi travels all over the world regularly and I, I and one of the reasons why I regard him an expert on this topic I remember when the Syrian conflict I mean we visited as Masjid al-Quds we had uh, over a hundred people that visited Syria uh, Jordan and Palestine in 2010 and I need to tell you what a beautiful country and we were so amazed as to how happy the people were in Syria at that time and we said of amongst the Arab countries that we have visit, said, visited and with non-Arab countries, we found Syria to be one of the best places in the world, um, apart from Medina al-Munawwara, obviously. But, um, but, you know, and when the, when, when the call for jihad came, and, and, and mashayikh and, and ulama from all walks of life were calling for people to rush to Syria, to go and fight, and be amongst the mujahideen and, and these type of things, I remember we all got carried away. Until Sheikh Nainawi explained to me and said, Mahmoud, you've got to understand the context. There is a very sound reason why the Grand Sheikh of Syria, Sheikh Saeed Ramadan al-Buti, indicated that there is no such thing as a jihad in Syria. And why this uh, revolt or this uprising is uh, miscalculated. And he was 100% right. And I couldn't understand it at that time, but as time went, we realized. Uh, so, so it's very important for us as South Africans. Some of us have never been to Aleppo, or to Halab, or to Damascus, or to Hims, or to Iraq, or to Baghdad, or to other parts of, 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 of the Middle East, or to Libya. But we want to have an opinion on what's good for those people. They know what's good for themselves better than what we do. So we need to... Sayyidina Ali radiallahu anhu said something very profound. Do not base your truth on personalities. Rather seek the truth and then you will know who the truthful ones are. So I think it's important for us as South Africans to investigate, to be critical, to analyze and to search for the authentic knowledge. And that's what we are hoping on that night to achieve so that we have a closer look at the authentic information that is available so that we can make our minds up in an analytical way, in a responsible way, inshallah. So that's amongst the, the, the very important things we are looking forward to. And we are hoping that through the interaction between us as well, on a social level on that evening, that we will be able to exchange ideas. Indeed. So this is Wednesday, the 24th of August, 2016, 7.30 p.m. Century City Convention Center. 
come along with the whole family, Mahmoud? Come with the whole family, with your friends, Muslim and non-Muslim friends. Come over and let's spend the evening together in the company of illustrious scholars. And we are hoping, inshallah, to also uh, entertain you with some permissible Islamic entertainment. Uh, we've got Ustad Hakim and the Ruh al-Madina that will be presenting some beautiful qasaits. We will be also be taken to Aleppo, to Halab, Biduni visa, without any visa. We will be listening to some of not only the sights, but the sounds of the Middle East. Um, but what's also important is that we're looking forward to the young inquiring minds, our youth attending, so they can ask their questions. Let them also uh, get the yaqeen of answering the questions and being given the, the, the right answers, insha'Allah bi'idhnillah. And, 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 and we want everyone to come. Let no person go anywhere else on Wednesday night. Let us all come together at Century City and let mainstream South Africa as well as our government and our municipalities and people from all walks of life, let them see South Africans, uh, South African Muslims, Cape Townian Muslims coming together uh, to show their solidarity uh, for peace, for love, for unconditional compassion and mercy to all of Allah's creation, inshallah. I mean, for more on this actual event, you can contact 021-421-9027. That is 021-421-9027. You can also visit the Medina Institute webpage or go directly to events.medinainstitute.org.za. That is events.medinainstitute.org.za. Um, we also have an email address, which is cnv at medinainstitute.org.za. Hafiz Mahmoud, any last few words? So inshallah, we, we cannot thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for blessing us with this beautiful deen of Islam. We cannot thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to have blessed us with this beautiful kalam called Al-Quran. And the reality and the haqiqah is, is that who introduced us to the Ka'batullah, who introduced us to the Kalamullah, who is the one that introduced us to La ilaha illallah? It's none other than Muhammadur Rasulullah. Do you think logically that the Prophet spent his entire life striving and under very difficult circumstances, going through very painful, painful moments and events in his life? to bring this deen of Islam to all of us and to create this wonderful concept called Ummah to Muhammad Rasulullah where he always used to have on his lips Ummati, Ummati when everybody else was saying Nafsi, Nafsi, myself, myself he always said and always says Ummati, Ummati, my Ummah, Ummah so do you think all this effort, energy, the difficulty of, of, of encapsulating and enveloping the revelation and the wahi and traveling this, the seven heavens on Mi'raj and going through Ta'if and the difficulty of the Quraysh of Mecca and the different battles of Badr and Uhud and Khandak and Hunayn and all these trials and tribulations so that he can create an Ummah that's going to kill each other logically he came with the message of hope, not with the message of hate. And this is what we're trying to share with our community. No matter how much you dislike an action of somebody, you don't hate the person. Rasul may have disliked the actions of people, but you will never find in his seerah him hating people. 
And that's why it reminds us of the incident of Thumama bin Uthayl, who came from the Qibla Najd, from the eastern side. He was a prisoner of war, a, a combatant, an enemy combatant, and he was captured. And what did Rasulullah He put him in the Masjid al-Nabawi. Right. And that's why, and he saw the Muslims in action, and in the end, Ashhadu Allah ilaha illallah, wa Ashhadu anna Muhammadan abduhu rasulullah, accepted Islam. This is the beauty of the deen. Subhanallah. On that note, I would say, brothers and sisters, empower yourself and empower the family by going to the launch of the Center for Nonviolence and Peace Studies this Wednesday, the 24th of August, 2016. Remember, it's free. It's at 7.30 p.m. at the Century City Convention Center, just behind Virgin Active, and uh, unreserved seating. Hafiz Mahmoud, I need to say shukran to you uh, for joining us on Eat, Pray, Love, and we look forward to obviously being in your company at this exciting launch. Inshallah, Jazakumullah to you and for all the wonderful work that we do. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless you as well as the management of Voice of the Cape. And we hope, inshallah, that through these airwaves, we can be able to uh, get our community and our society and our ummah of Cape Town, inshallah, to arise and to rise up and to deliver the true message of Islam that is the message of love, hope, growth, and opportunity for all. Love towards all. And malice towards none, inshallah. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.